All right, lads, welcome back to my podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. Mick Thomas here. Uh, sorry about the sound on this one. It's kind of echoing a little bit. So I guess I'm, uh, I'm coming from my hotel room in Boston. Boston outside Gloucester. Um, fucking Gloucester, man. Uh, yeah, I like, uh, I gotta say, I like Boston up here. It's a nice, it's a nice neck of the woods. The people are polite. They sound funny like I do. So I, I like that. I like that their accent is ridiculous. So is mine. So I, I really am having a good time here in Boston. But uh, yeah, so that explains why the sound is kind of a bit echoey. So I do apologize. I will uh, hopefully going forward. That won't happen. So how you doing, everybody? I just want to announce up front that in November 24th through the 30th, that's one whole week, I will be at back again. Oh my God, is back again. At the Borgata Casino in Atlantic City. I, I am headlining there through the whole week. Come on down. Come on down. See one of the shows. It'll be fun. Right? We'll hang out afterwards. We'll chat. We'll do whatever you want to do. Okay? I think there's 1,900 seats there for you to choose from every single night. The last time we were down there, um, I think we pretty much sold out every show. And it was fantastic. So back again. That's the week of Thanksgiving. But old McThomas doesn't care about Thanksgiving because it's not, it's not an Irish holiday. So I'm not missing much. So come on down. Get away from your families. Or bring your families. Whatever you want to do, you're more than welcome. So this week I want to get off my chest, right? I'm done. I am done. I've hit, I've hit a plateau in my career. Uh, not a plateau. A plateau kind of means as high as I go. I have uh, hit a landmark. Is that I'm trying? What am I trying to say? Basically, I'm done with private gigs. No more private gigs for old Mick Thomas. Right. The only way you're going to get a private gig out of McThomas now is if you fucking back a dump truck full of cash up to my house. Meep, 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 meep. And just dump it all. $100 bills, please, unmarked. <laughs> it's the only way I'm doing a private gig anymore. Done with them. I've w had way too many bad experiences and I'm done with them. Let me tell you about what happened in this private gig. I'm not going to mention where it was. I'm not going to mention when it was because I don't want somebody listening in who was there. Oh, that was me. That was my house. We are the people. It's not about anybody in particular. Okay? But you know that old saying, if you think it's about you, it's probably about you. So I get booked on this gig. Right? It's a private gig. Well, yeah, no problem. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm a good person. You're paying me enough. I'll do it. With a private gig, you don't know what you're walking into. First of all, for those of you who are not comics. For those of you who are comics, why are you listening to this shit for? You know better than this. If you're a new comic, up and coming comic, young comic. Private gigs are something you'll be glad to get them at first. Then you will hate that you got them later as you go on. So I get this gig and uh, it was a four hour drive, which I wasn't aware of until the week of. A 
four-hour drive. They didn't send a plane for McThomas. They didn't send a helicopter for your hero. He got in his car and drove for four hours. Non-stop. No traffic. No four hours. Well, it's only two hours, but you hit traffic. You stopped off to get something to eat, didn't you? Nope. I drove straight through. I even peed in the cup. A pee cup. A lot of male comics will have that with them. Tricks at a trade. We have a pee cup. So when we drive, we don't want to stop. Four hours. So I get there, right? And it's in a, a gated community. There's a gated community thing, right? So I walk up and I go, how you doing? To the security guard. I'm coming up for a gig. I'm going up to the blah, 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 blah residence. We don't have your name down. I get that, but they told me that my name would be at the front gate. Nope, you got to drive and come into the office. All right. Pull my car in. I go in. She goes to me. All right, what's your license plate number? I don't know my license plate. Quick, anybody out there right now, what's your license plate number? Chances are you don't know unless you're a, unless you're a guy who has a, a fucking a personalized license plate. Cause, just because you want to. Just because you think they're awesome. A toy for Rob. C U L eight R. Right? I don't have one of those. I have a normal fucking car, whatever the state of New York has given me as a license plate registration number. That's it. I don't know it. I don't read it. Never had to write that down before. So I have to go back out to my car get it. Now I come back in again. She goes, who's here? I don't know. My name is McThomas. I was told my name about the door. I don't know who. She goes, well, I need a name. I goes, well, so do I. Love. Right? And another note, I'm not saying, this is not a sexist remark. This was a tiny, 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 tiny little woman. Who are you securing? What are you keeping safe? I could push you. I could push you over. I don't need weapons. Right? If you're paying thousands upon or millions of dollars for these homes, by the way, in this gated community that overlooks a lake, I'm getting into that community, by the way, if you live there. I'm pushing this lady over and just walking in. That's what I'm doing. Right? Remember remember in the movies when they would fight little people or midgets or whatever you call them, and you would just put your hand on their forehead until they punched themselves asleep. <laughs> That's what I would have done. That's what I would have done with this, this little lady. So she's all attitude, this one. I'm like, all right, listen, get up on the stool and let's talk about this. So I'm talking to her. I go, look, where, I got to get up to this place. And that, that's it. That's it. So she goes, what's the address? I go, I, I, it's in, my, uh, it's in my, my, my Waze app. That's where the address is. So I got to go back to my car again because I didn't bring my phone in with me. Why do I, I'm one of those people. I don't need my phone everywhere I go. So I go back to my car, come back in again, give her the address. And she goes, oh, yeah, that's, I don't know who's renting that house, but that's the blah, 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 blah residence. So then she calls up. I get to go ahead and I can come in, right? There's 15, 20 minutes wasted. I'm annoyed already after being in a car for four hours. Now I got to deal with fucking Mighty Mouse. So I'm driving up these dark roads. I'm dodging deer like like you wouldn't, like I'm having a fucking, I'm stressed because I'm swerving to avoid deer at every turn. Right? People think deers are adorable. They are adorable. 
but I've never wanted to have like a, like a Chevy Tahoe so bad so I wouldn't have to swerve. I love animals, but fuck you, dear. You, you stand in the way like that, I'm plowing over you. Anyway, so I'm driving up this big hill, right? And, and there's a lake in the middle of all these million dollar homes, millions and millions of dollars of homes. So I'm driving up this hill, it's black dark, pitch dark. It's 7.30 at night, it's pitch dark, right? I see this little kid, tiny little kid, walking out by himself down the small country road. No lights, no street lights. Because I guess people go for that, uh, they want that cabin feel in their houses, right? They want that cabin, that darkness feel in their, in their uh, either vacation homes or where they live. So I see this tiny kid, smaller than my son, reminding me of my son. And I just, I pull up beside him. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful, right? You can't just pull up to a kid and go, hey, <laughs> what are you doing out here all by yourself at dark? <laughs> right? Can't do that. You gotta be careful. So I roll in the window on the opposite side of the road. I go, all right, mate. Turn around and goes, hi. Keeps walking. I go, are you, are you all right? Are you lost? No, I'm just walking. I like to walk. I rolled my window up and I tore off. There's no fucking way that wasn't a ghost. There's no way that road is not haunted. That, ha that street is haunted. That is a dead kid who got hit by a fucking deer probably 27 years ago and his ghost still haunts the streets to this day. Scared the shit out of me. I just fucking drove. I just drove. I pull up to the house. I find it. Of course it's a house, it's fucking, of course it's a giant house. Cars are just every single place. Everywhere, I walk down the driveway and you can just hear them all through the window, through the doors, just loud people, right? Just loud people. I'm like, this is not gonna fucking end well, right? This is not gonna end well. Knock on the door, I walk in, hey, how you doing? Guy brings me in. He's like, yeah. He goes like, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm supposed to do, uh, do a set for you guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on in. Uh, I don't know where we're going to put you. I'm like, oh, good, good. I'm glad you, uh, you had that worked out. Uh, let me see. There. Do you want to just stand in front of the fireplace? No. No, I don't want to just stand by the fireplace. He's like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. Maybe we could uh, just... Uh, Stand there by the stairs, just by the by the stairs. And I go like, oh, all right. There's fucking children everywhere. Everywhere. So I'm trying to get rid of the kids. I go like, hey man, is there any chance you can move those kids out of here? I'm not dirty at all in any kind of way. I know how to professionally do a clean show, but I just don't want kids there. So I'm like, is there any chance, uh, chance maybe the kids? And he's like, yeah, I could send them downstairs, whatever. So here, by the way, here's what I found out about the house, right? That the people, they already live there. They already live on the other side of the lake. And it was somebody's birthday, right? So they didn't want, here's what they did. They rented a whole new house. So when they're done with their party, they can just walk away. Like with nothing, just walk out of the house. And then someone else is going to come up and clean it tomorrow. Like imagine being like that, where like you can just rent a house. You know the way, like where you and I would probably like get paper plates and feel disgusting. Like, you know what, let's just get paper plates for tonight. Really? 
yeah, we don't have to do the dishes. We'll just fucking throw slices of pizza on there. It's just easier. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be trash for the night. Let's, get, let's be white trash and get some paper plates. And when we're done with the pizza, we can just throw the plates in the garbage. That's what they did with a house. They, they got the fucking paper plate equivalent of a, of a house. That's what they did. So they walked away from that house in the morning. And whatever, what mess they left, they're like, yeah, someone will just clean it up. It's fine. Right? Must be nice to be on that side of the fence. So I'm standing there and then I'm greeted by this woman. She goes, who's that? That's the comedian aunt, whatever. I can't mention her name. Oh, I thought it'd be somebody famous. Yeah, so did I, sweetheart. Trust me. I, I fucking wish I was famous too. Sorry to bust your bubble there. The plain old McThomas just showed up. And, and by the way, I ruined everybody's night, right? Because everybody was having a fucking great time. Everybody was drinking on the back porch, playing Yahtzee in the kitchen, catching up, family reunion. They hadn't seen each other. They're fucking dying laughing at their events. And what happens? I show up. Now they all have to shut the fuck up, stop reminiscing, stop having fun, and sit around and listen to this asshole for supposed to be a half an hour while I tell my shitty fucking jokes. So I sit there and I'm looking above the television and I go and my, I open up with like, why don't you guys just fucking turn on Netflix? There's a TV right there. Put on Bill Burr, probably one of the greatest comedians of all time. Watch that for an hour. Way more entertaining than what I'm going to do. Children are coming up during my set like babies. Babies are coming up during my set, pulling on my pant leg, pulling on me. Right? Pulling on my fucking pant leg. And I go, you know what? I'm fucking, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm done. I say goodnight. I go, hope you guys have a great evening. You guys are fantastic. And I walked out of there and I left a huge, huge chunk of my dignity right in that room. And I got back in my car. And I just fucking, I, I drove, I drove back to like some, I went to like the hotel that was there. And then back in my car and just drove home for four hours. That was it. That was it. That, that was it. I was done. I was like, never, ever, ever again, ever again. I said last time I'm coming close to, to quitting this, right? Here's what happened last time, by the way. The last time... Here was the other gig that I nearly quit on and I didn't. Let me know what you would do out there. All right? In podcast land. Listeners of Cheaper Than Therapy. Let me know what you would have done in this situation. This is going back about three years ago. And I was like, like this is it. This is my breaking point. I am no longer, no longer doing these gigs. No longer doing private gigs after this one. This is what I swore to myself. But I brought back down on my promise. This, but this one was done. So here's what happened last time. But three years ago... Someone saw me at a comedy club, right? I did uh, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. They loved me. Oh my God, it was great. Oh, they had a great time. They called me up privately and they go, hey, listen, how can I buck you for a private gig? Now, the rules of comedy are, guys, comics, you know what I'm talking about. You're supposed to do this. If you're not doing it, shame, shame, shame. If somebody sees you at a venue that you got booked at, let it be a comedy club or a theater, 
And they go, we want you to do a private gig. You are supposed to refer that to the person who originally booked you so they can get a little cut of that money. So they can go, you know what? I'll set it up for you. Maybe take 10%. I have no problem doing that. You got the gig at their establishment. It's an unwritten rule. It's ethical within comedians. You do that. So that's what happened. So I get a call from the club owner and he goes, listen, Mick, this guy loved you and he wants you to do um, 45 minutes for him at a birthday party. And I go, all right, I'll do it. Money was really stupid, right? The money was just, just stupid money. So I go, yeah, man, I'll do that for you. No problem at all. So I get to this venue, right? And it's a big, big, fancy, fancy venue, fancy restaurant um, slash hotel, like top notch. I wore a suit and I was still, still underdressed. So what it was for was it was for, uh, I think, uh, a 75th birthday party for this old retired stockbroker. So the room is full of stockbrokers, full of money, just money and douchebags. That's what the place was full of. So I walk in, I don't know who booked me. And then I see the guy and I go, oh shit, I remember you. Cause he was so nice to me after the show. He came up, we had a great conversation. He had his wife with him. Oh, we had a great conversation. That's how I remembered him. I think his name was Mike. I think his name was Mike. I'm not sure. So I'm sitting down at the table and then all of a sudden, you know, there's a DJ playing and wow, 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 wow. DJ comes up and he's like, all right, everybody. Now we're going to have some gifts. Let's get the gifts out. You should have seen the gifts that came up for, for this man, right? Here's the gifts. A Ferrari for six months. Someone rented a Ferrari for six months. Someone sent him on a cruise. Someone sent him on a cruise. Someone gave him a weekend of golf in Florida, flights, hotel, everything included, right? Someone gave him the cure for cancer, right? Just fucking, the, this guy had everything, everything. Jesus' testicle, left one. Gave him everything. Then this big, you know, big uh, Keurig, is that my saying right? Keurig machine that makes the coffee. This big, massive thing with, with pipes and, and just like, a, like someone told me it was like a $1,000 Keurig machine. Just this big fucking monstrous thing. So then Mike gets up. My friend, the guy Mike gets up and he walks up to the microphone. And he goes, how about I wish it, you know, he walks up and he goes, uh, you know what, dad, we're all here for your birthday. And as soon as he said it, the old guy just said, I told you not to fucking call me that. Don't call me that. I'm like, oh shit, this is awkward. This is awkward. He goes, don't you call me that again. He's like, all right. He goes, dad, you know what? You've received some amazing gifts here today, he said. But there's no better gift than the gift of laughter. And then I went, oh fucking hell, I'm the gift. I'm the gift, Jesus fuck, right? So I wanna bring up somebody that you're gonna love. He's absolutely hysterical. We're gonna enjoy him for the next hour. <laughs> Mick Thomas, four people applauded, right? Four people clapped. I get up, I walk up and I go, all right, well, how about a round of applause for Joe? And it just came back to me, Joe was his name. I go, how about a round of applause for Joe? Joe, happy birthday to you, right? Everybody applauds to Joe. Sorry, I don't know what that fucking noise is. I think it's the fridge in the hotel. I apologize. Everybody applauds for Joe. 
And my opening joke was, I go, wow, I've followed a lot of famous people, a lot of tough people to follow, but I've never once had to follow a curing machine. Ha, 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 ha. And the old guy went, yeah. So either make me a coffee or go shit in your hat. <laughs> right? In front of everybody. So I go, all right, well, the traffic down here in uh, New Jersey is um, uh, whatever. And I make a joke. And the old guy puts his head and he goes, Jesus Christ. And I look up and Mike has given me the get off sign. You know, the quick uh, fingers across the throat thing. And I go, I'm fucking, I, I'm, I'm off. So I get off and go, happy birthday, Joe, everybody. And everybody kind of just like, kind of. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, the comedian. So I get down, I, 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 I look at Mike and I go, Jesus Christ, man. You, what, the, what the fuck? You... And he goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I go, buddy, I don't need to be insensitive here. I said, but like, I was willing to get up, do my hour. I said, but you cut me after like a minute. Like, that's not my fault. I goes, buddy, I still got to get paid here. And he goes, no problem. He goes, you do, you're right. We got to pay you. He goes, but my wife has the check and she's gone to get the cake. I guess they weren't anticipating me being off for an hour. So he goes, she'll be back in about 45 minutes. Can you hang out at the bar? I go, fuck. So I go and I hang out at the bar. I'm standing and all of a sudden these Wall Street broker guys come up here. And here's what they say. They go to me, hey, you know what? You got some balls, man, to get up there. And they're laughing and joking. I go, yeah, yeah, I guess. He goes, you don't know the story? I go, what story? He goes, oh, you don't know what's going on here? I go, no, tell me. He goes, well, here's what happened. So apparently Joe, the old guy, his lovely, lovely daughter was married to this stockbroker guy. Yeah, we're all on the same page. Good. She then decides to have a fling with Mike, my buddy, my buddy Mike. She has a fling with him who works at Jiffy Lube. He knocks her up, right? He knocks her up. The husband leaves her. So now she's stuck with this Jiffy Lube guy that old Joe seems to be fitting the bill for because they can't seem to make ends meet in the fancy house that, that she wants to still live in on no, under no stockbroker money. She, now they're under Jiffy Lube money. So now Joe's supporting everybody. So Joe fucking hates this guy. And of course Joe's going to hate me because I'm the gift. And I remember technically, right? Technically, I got paid a shitload of money for one minute of work. One whole minute, maybe two. So I was like, all right, that, I can't do them anymore. I can't do them anymore. I was like, I'm done with privates, right? I've done one or two along the way after that, which weren't bad. But this one is the straw that broke the fucking comedian's back. I'm not doing it again. I refuse to do it. The only way you're going to get McThomas at your house or at your venue to do a private gig is like I said, back that truck up, baby, and fill it with cash and dump it on my fucking doorstep with unmarked hundred bills. That's the only way you're going to get McThomas. <sighs> All right, I'm glad I got that off my chest, guys. Thanks so much for listening this week. Uh, again, tickets on sale now for the Borgata, November 24th, all the way through to the 30th. Come down and see me. Uh, we'll have a lot of fun. We'll have a lot of laughs. All right, everybody, listen. Uh, thanks so much for paying attention, for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Good luck to you now. Good luck. It's the Mick Thomas Podcast Show.